with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 195th program of Think Again, a program of Borderlands Cooperative, which has been working for social change for about 25 years now. I'm Jennifer Burrell, your host today. Jacques isn't here today, but I do have on the line from Canberra, John Felzon, who is Senior Fellow, Inequality and Social Justice at Per Capita. And John was CEO of St. Vincent de Paul from 2006 to 2018. And he's a proud member of the Australian Services Union, which I am too, by the way. The reason I have John Falzon on the program today is to talk about a great article he had in the Canberra Times, wonderfully titled, The Illusions of Neoliberal Capitalism Are Dismantling and the True Perpetrators of Poverty are being unmasked. So today he's going to tell us what he means by this and share some of his insights with us. Welcome to the program, John Felzon. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Great to be here. Mm, Real pleasure. So firstly, John, uh, you start off your article by saying that some key illusions of the neoliberal era are running out of path, which we all hope is true. And, for example, uh, the offensive notion that everyone pretty much gets what they deserve. Can you talk a bit about that, uh, starting with the current situation, John? Well, you know, um, it's it's fairly obvious to people that uh, we're seeing a decline in uh, real wages. At the same time, we're seeing an absolutely unconscionably low level of income support for the people who are waging a daily battle from below the poverty line. Mm. But at the same time, um, you know, in the last quarter of 2022, corporate profits rose by 10.6% uh, mm. at the same time as wages rising only by 2.6%. And we saw companies like Qantas um, enabled to chalk up a $1 billion profit Uh, representing more than a 50% improvement on the margins it had before the pandemic. In a sense, both this current inflationary period and the pandemic uh, that we're still in, um, but uh, you know, many many people sort of feel like um, you know it's it's no longer at its height, but in fact, uh, you know, it is a serious environment um, health-wise that we uh, continue to live in. But the pandemic was a real wake-up call and it shone a light on the fact that we need a really robust social infrastructure in order to survive, that the market won't save us. It's only our collective efforts as a society that will protect us. And neoliberalism is, of course, predicated on the idea that, um, you know, priority should be given to the profiteers 
at the expense of ordinary people, at the expense of their rights as workers and citizens, uh, and at, at the expense of the social infrastructure that we all uh, need and depend on. Mm, yeah, so the, the neoliberal um, message, I guess, is it's meritocratic, that it, you, if you're at the top, you deserve to be there, um, and if you're at the bottom, you deserve to be there. And, and as you say, there are a lot of settings, um, especially which you've pointed out at the moment, which um, keep people at the bottom. Um, That's right. Mm. Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, well, I was just going to say ordinary workers like you. I think you talked um, referred then to uh, wage suppression, wages being kept down, which I would say um, is connected to the suppression of union power as well over the last few decades. So you've got wages suppressed, um, you've got prices going up. And um, as we've heard too, I think it was some research by the Australia Institute um, that the rises in prices are more to do with rising profits uh, than to do with wages. And yet um, they talk about keeping um, keep putting up interest rates to keep inflation in check, whereas it looks like the inflation's actually fed more by profits than wages. Yeah, I, I think the key message is that none of this has happened by accident. And um, you know, not only is it not accidental, it's not natural. Yeah. And one of the illusions of neoliberal capitalism is that the talent rises to the top, um, and, uh, and 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 you know the, the laziness um, uh, sinks to the bottom. Yeah. And and yeah, as you, as you put it, that kind of meritocratic myth. And when you've got that myth so strongly embedded in the social psyche, uh, as a society, we begin to accept not only the existing inequalities, but the exacerbation of those inequalities. Uh, and we accept that, uh, you know, that this, this absolutely abhorrent notion that it's OK for a cohort of the population to be living in dire poverty. It's not OK. It's never OK. I remember once... I remember once a... Uh, uh, a, a, a politician saying that uh, um, you know um, inequality um, in, in, inequality is uh, is, the, is the measure of our greatness uh, as a nation. Well, you know inequality is the measure of our shame, and um, poverty as it exists isn't uh, some kind of state that you sort of land in, either by your own choosing or by accident. It's not like sort of falling into a hole. And sometimes even people with the best intentions um, construct poverty that way. Poverty is more like um, a kick in the head. Uh, and to suggest um, that, uh, you know, people just fall into poverty is like suggesting that someone who's received that kick in the head uh, some, somehow fell into the trajectory of the boot. Mm. And, uh, you know, we've seen this massive concentration on the people who bear the brunt of inequality, um, you know, the, the, the myth being perpetrated that it's their fault, that somehow they have chosen this way of life, whether they are in low-paid work, uh, insecure work, or uh, on income support, not in paid work, um, for, uh, for instance, in, in unpaid work of caring, which, of course, is heavily gendered. 
Um, but, you know, the focus shouldn't be on individuals. The focus should be on the kind of social and economic structure that perpetrates this deliberate inequality. Um, that's what we've got to focus on. And it, it, unless we focus on it, it's a bit like concentrating only on the person who's received the kick in the head. And yes, of course, we should concentrate on that person to, uh, to help them. But uh, no, they're not the cause. We, we need to look at who did the head kicking. And in this case, it's very clear. Um, you know, we're not trying to single out individuals here, but we're singling out a structure that is responsible for what I describe as a social crime. And in a sense, COVID was, uh, was, was a bit like, you know, um, you know in those, uh, those crime shows, uh, you know, when the detectives, uh, you know, shine, shine that sort of uh, light uh, to see where the bloodstains are at, that, at, the, mm. at the scene of the crime. Well, you know, COVID acted in a bit, a bit, a bit like that. It shone a light on the traces of that social crime. And, uh, and that's why I believe that uh, neoliberal capitalism has run out of puff uh, as far as public acceptance of that social frame. Mm, yeah, and I, and I think um, the neoliberalism, a, a key factor of ne uh, neoliberalism is the idea that we should leave everything to the market. And, of course, that would be, I guess, connected with the idea of meritocracy. If, you, if you're doing well in the market, the market, the free market is the natural order of things. If you're doing well in it, you must deserve to be well. So um, I think um, speaking to you before, you spoke, uh, John, about um, poverty being deliberately manufactured, which you've talked a bit, a bit about now. It's not accidental. It's built into the system. But uh, you've also talked about it being situated in a, a system of power relationships. And you talk about different types of power relationships. Um, do you want to comment on that? Yeah, look, it, 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 that's exactly what poverty is. It's a power relation. So is wealth. Uh, when you think about it, the, the concentration of wealth in the hands of the few, nationally and globally, is a power relation uh, at the extreme. And the result of that power relation is that the more power and wealth is concentrated in the hands of the few, uh, it means that uh, more and more uh, of, uh, of, of uh, you know, ordinary people in society are being disempowered. And the, the, I guess the extreme examples of that are the people who are in extreme poverty, experiencing housing de deprivation and homelessness. These are power relations uh, that, uh, that mean more power for some and less power for many. And really, if we, if we want the kind of society where no one is left out and no one is pushed out, then it means not simply a redistribution of resources, but a redistribution of power. And the way I like to look at this is a broadening and deepening of democracy, a democratisation of the economy not just the kind of democratisation whereby we vote every few years, but a, a, greater, um, a greater space for decision-making over what we produce and how we allocate what we produce 
as a society. And that really means greater control over our lives uh, as a whole. Um, and, you know, the similar, um, the similar examples of that kind of uh, power imbalance are, of course, uh, patriarchy and colonisation. Uh, and, you know, just as it, it's women who expose the lie at the heart of patriarchy and just as it's First Nations people who expose the lie at the heart of colonisation, it's workers who expose the lie at the heart of neoliberal capitalism. And when I say workers, I don't simply mean those who are currently in paid work. I mean members of the working class in the broader, broadest and, in my view, the, the more accurate sense, and that is those who are not the chief controllers of capital. And so it means people, it includes people not only who are in really good jobs, secure jobs, but people who are in uh, highly precarious work, people who are in unpaid work, the unpaid work of caring, which I've mentioned already, uh, and people who have been excluded, locked out of the labour market. But it all goes back to what you said earlier, Jennifer, that if we view the market as the solution, then we're missing the point that it has actually been the problem. Because the market, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a very good mechanism uh, in some respects, uh, but, a, 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 you know, a, 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 as far as producing an array of choices. But when it comes down to it, it's a lousy mechanism for ensuring that everyone has the fundamental choices, such as having a place to live, a place to work with dignity, a place to learn, a place to heal, a place to connect. Uh, the market has been a very poor allocatory mechanism for ensuring access to those essentials of life. And nowhere have we seen this more in evidence than in the housing market. Uh, you know, the housing mm. should be seen as a fundamental human right. What it has become, uh, and, and again, not by accident and not by nature, what it has become is a speculative sport that has profited the very few. Mm. Thank you, John. You've really highlighted a, a lot of the areas in which the market isn't working. And there seems to be a downward spiral leaving things to the market too because, of course, if, you, if the people in power are the ones that are accruing all the capital or, the, or our commonwealth, that in turn gives them more power to set the dials of our system. So, Absolutely. And it has, of course, um, played out in, in, the, uh, in the climate emergency that we are currently living in. Uh, this, too, is a direct result of that disempowerment of the many uh, and, um, and, and you know, the decisions made over how we use and protect the resources that are important to us. And, you know, if we, if we don't take care of um, our planet, well, you know, that, that's, the, that's the, the most fundamental place we call home. So this, you know, this again, is an example of uh, a deliberate disempowerment of, uh, of, of ordinary working people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, bound up with all of that is not just the material deprivation, but a systematic humiliation. And mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier 
uh, you know, that wages suppression has been tied intrinsically with uh, union bashing and the attempt to prevent working people from uh, collectively standing together and bargaining and ensuring that their rights are maintained and extended. And really, there, therein lies the key to our way forward. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we must adopt a collective approach. We mustn't fall mm. into, uh, you know, we, we, we mustn't fall into a sense of despair. I don't mm. believe we should have, we don't have the right to engage in the luxury of despair, mm. not when there are so many people who have nothing left but the tiniest nugget of hope in their pockets. Mm. Uh, we, we have a, an absolute obligation to stand together and to see what we have in common, even though our experiences are incredibly diverse. Mm, thank you for that, John. I would love to continue that more, talk about that after the break. In the meantime, we do have some music. You Build a Wall by Grace Petrie. I know it's hard to keep the flame But tomorrow's ours to claim Sometimes a battle cry Sounds like a lullaby Tonight I think we need them both the same To everyone who's scared of what they see Every time they turn on their TV To everyone who's listening to me To every single kid I used to be You build a wall, we'll build a ladder You fall in leaves, dead from the branch And you'll see how much a snowflake matters When we become an avalanche You build a wall, we'll just get higher You don't learn to fight from privilege Hide in the dark and we'll light a fire You build a wall, we'll build a bridge We'll build a bridge Up in your palaces of gold Your day's already growing old For all the ways you tried To conquer and divide Your ruin will be all the lies you've told Compassion lives in every single land And we're made of something you can't understand Stronger than the weapons in your hand Bigger than the armies you command You build a wall, we'll build a ladder You fall in leaves, dead from the branch And you'll see how much a snowflake matters when we become an avalanche You build a wall, we'll just get higher You don't learn to fight from privilege Hide in the dark and we'll light a fire You build a wall, we'll build a bridge We'll build a bridge
You're listening to Think Again 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're joined by John Falzon from Per Capita, who's sharing his insights, uh, which recently appeared in an article in the Canberra Times titled The Illusions of Neoliberal Capitalism Are Dismantling and the True Perpetrators of Poverty are being unmasked. So let's hope that's true. So before the break, um, John, you were telling us a little bit about what needs to happen to bring about some fairness and equity in the system and and do something about endemic poverty once and for all. So would you like to continue talking about that? Sure. Thanks so much, Jennifer. And what a beautiful song um, you've uh, you've chosen there for the break. Um, It's... um, it, it, it expresses so beautifully um, what we're what we're reflecting on today. Um, you know, and the song talks about you know the building of walls and um, you know in, in a sense the answer lies there. Um, we've got to acknowledge, we've got to see the walls that have been built. Mm. We've got to acknowledge that they're there, and yes, we need to help people over those walls. Um, wherever we can, and we do that collectively uh, through our membership of the union movement and other um, uh, progressive social movements that uh, have at their heart that yearning for liberation. Uh, but at the same time as helping people over the walls, we need to chip away at those walls. Um, we need to, to break them down little by little if needs be, uh, but the, the end game is to tear the bloody things down uh, because they, they imprison people, they hurt people, they humiliate people, uh, they, uh, they take away our sense of humanity and our sense of connectedness. Uh, so how do we do that? What are some of the particular things that we need to chip away at, some of the very concrete deliverables that we can achieve. Uh, well, for a start, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the crying need right now, uh, you know, we, we desperately need to increase the levels of income support. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw the report from the, uh, from the, uh, the uh, Economic uh, Inclusion Advisory Committee came out this week uh, calling for an immediate increase particularly to job seeker and uh, and other low payments and I would simply say this um, to uh, to the federal government uh, there is a stark choice you either lift the rate of income support or you will be lifting the rate of poverty it's as stark as that mm-hmm. so we need to, to lift those income support payments but we need to do more we need to ensure that working people as a class have the, the the space to be able to actively engage in determining our own future through collectively uh, bargaining, through, uh, through the union movement to remove many of the shackles that the neoliberal era has placed on us. We need to think creatively about the prospect of price controls uh, where appropriate. We need to address uh, taxation system, which should be unashamedly progressive, uh, ensuring that those with the most contribute the most, rather than uh, you know giving tax breaks 
uh, to those who uh, who have the most wealth and letting the corporates off lightly. Mm. And we need to reinvest and reinvigorate um, the, uh, the the public sphere, which has been so deliberately denuded and degraded, uh, often for the sake of profiteering, uh, carving it up and commodifying it, and uh, and and giving it over to the market space rather than ensuring that it stays in public hands. So, you know, the the answer to uh, to your question, what can we do about it? There there is much, but uh, the, the the key. The key message is we can't do it alone. Uh, we have to. We have to do this collectively, because when you think about it, I can't. I can't name a single instance of sustainable, uh, progressive social change in our history that has not been wrought by the people under the guiding stars of struggle and hope. Mm. Thank you so much for those uh, timely and inspiring words, John. And I think um, you've said before, too, solidarity is everything. And just that recognition that when other people, when I see other people struggle, I'm struggling too. And uh, we can't make any change unless we work together collectively. Absolutely. Um... The, uh, the, the Nicaraguan poet Japon Babelli has a, a beautiful saying that solidarity is the tenderness of the people, mm-hmm. and this is what we must uh, hold fast to: mm-hmm. that that um, that collective tenderness in the face of that systematic humiliation. Mm, that's so inspiring, uh, inspiring, and 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 so beautifully put. So. Gee, we've come to the end of the program so fast. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks so much again, John Falzon, again for joining us and sharing all your invaluable insights, but also that um, that inspiration and, and helping us understand where poverty and inequality come from and, and that it isn't because of the, uh, the uh, incapacity or the, or, or the deficit of the people themselves who find themselves without enough to live on. And um, I think it's very um, timely and inspiring to your words about why we have to fight collectively and and also the the ring of hope in your voice. Thank you for that. We can hear that in your tone as well. So thank you, John. Thank you, Jennifer, for a wonderful conversation. Mm. So on to our community announcements now. Uh, Very appropriately, I have a May Day announcement. Join the May Day festivities on Sunday 7th of May in celebration of workers outside Trades Hall, corner of Ligon and Victoria Street, Carlton from 10am. There will be a breakfast barbecue, community stalls and more. So it will be fun too. So get together with your friends and comrades and other people in the community wanting to make change. The rally will begin at 1pm, accompanied by union-led choir singing and inspiring speeches about mobilising to fight for workers' rights. And of course, 3CR will have a stall at the event. So that's 7th of May, outside Trades Hall, Corner, Ligon and Victoria Street. Thanks to our listeners for tuning into Think Again, live on 3CR Community Radio today. If you want to contact us, you can email borderlands at borders at borderlands.org.au. 
Our programs are available by podcast and on the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. Meanwhile, please enjoy Milkumana by King Stingray. Milkumana. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.